0: Howard, would you come and share with us? Who has heard Prairie Joe before? Has anybody heard Prairie Joe? You have. Who has not? You know, you may want to go to the camp this afternoon, and that's just part of what they've got planned there uh, today. Prairie Joe was in our church a few months ago, and I hadn't heard them before. Um, they are a talented bunch. They're a group from Oak Lake, and uh, and uh, yeah, very good. Um, Thank you Thank you Thanks for that plug burn uh, yes they, uh, uh, they have done uh, amazing well in the last couple of years as they as a group of brothers and uh, how many know Bonnie and Curtis uh, the children's workers Curtis plays with them that's a brother-in-law so. I'm not sure if he'll be there today or not because they do their own ministry as well. So, anyways, it is a real privilege to be here again. And it seems like uh, every time I'm here, uh, you know, uh, we get to report and we get to uh, see friends of the camp. And uh, when I walked in, Vern said, Oh, you got an hour message for me? And I said, No. Uh, we've got to be at camp by, uh, well, before two at least. And, uh, and then uh, what Danny said, you know, that uh, he's off the hook. Well, well, yeah, he is. And I, I'm thankful that you give me the opportunity. But uh, I'm going to try and be very quick this morning uh, because uh, things going on. But uh, Danny also said that this word is living. It's active, it's true, it's eternal. And we'd be wrong in just coming to church and singing and uh, having the announcements and meeting people, and that's all good without looking at God's Word. And so we want to do that this morning. And you've already read the passage in your uh, scripture reading, Luke chapter 10. Um, I'm actually only using that as a jump-off point, so uh, that was the... point of reading that I just want to what I want to look at is that verse 27 where this young lawyer had come to Jesus he had asked him a very important question, asked Jesus a very important question, a, a question that in a sense we should all be asking what must I do to inherit eternal life And Jesus responded like he often does. He answers a question with a question. And uh, when he did, the question was, well, what's written in the law? What what, What is it that you read in the law that would answer that question for you? And he answers, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself and I find it interesting that Jesus says you've answered correctly this lawyer knew the word of God he knew the law inside and out in fact most Jews Jewish young men especially lawyers and those uh, rabbis and those that uh, class of people would have memorized the in pretty well the entire Pentateuch the first five books of the Bible. Um, And so I would venture to say that this young man knew the law better than what we know the scriptures. He could pinpoint a a point or or a a place uh, and and repeat it by memory. And can we? That's a challenge that uh, as I was looking at this. But Jesus says you have answered correctly and then he says do this and you will live. Do this and you will live. Do what? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind. So I want to look this morning at this thing of loving God. Loving God, which leads us to loving people. What does it mean to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and all your soul? It comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, where Moses, or God is told the people of Israel through Moses to love the Lord. They needed to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and strength. Mind wasn't in there. Uh, and as you read through the the Gospels, Jesus uses this uh, several times, or a couple of times, in a couple of different situations. And uh, in Mark chapter 12 he was asked uh, what the greatest commandment was. And Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength. In this passage that we're looking at in Luke 10, it's a young lawyer that says, in order to inherit eternal life, we need to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And so it is a supreme command. It's sometimes called the all command because it's all your heart, it's all your soul, it's all your strength. It's threefold. And so as we look at this, I want to just briefly look at those three things, love with your heart, loving with all your soul, and loving with all your strength. What does that mean? Our theme this year uh, was taken from this passage. And it was loving God, loving people, serving the world. And you can't do the last two without first doing the first one. You can't truly love people without first truly loving God. Oh, we can... uh, Love them in a a worldly sense, you know. uh, I love hanging out with them. I love, you know, golfing with them and that sort of thing. But to truly, really get to know and love an individual, especially those ones that are difficult to love. I got an email this morning from a... uh, a pa, uh, former pastor friend of ours, lives in Boisevain, but uh, he had visited an, an elderly widow, uh, and she was reminiscing about living 66 years with her husband, and then she paused, and she said, and you know, he often told me that uh, I don't always like you, but I've always loved you. get the point, right? There's things that people do that that just annoys me. But when God is in the picture, love covers all of that. And so loving God with all our heart is first. It's the first thing that we have to do. And in fact, the Old Testament um, the Old Covenant recognized that a spiritual relationship with God began from within not outside how many times do you hear well if that person would only give up this or give up that well if they change the heart it's a lot easier it starts from the inside it starts from the heart with a proper attitude towards a savior a sovereign and the satisfier of our souls. Proverbs 4.23 states that from the heart flows the springs of life. And that springs of life without one's will, desire, or passions. Without our affections, perceptions, and those thoughts rightly aligned with God. God. Then living a life of love is impossible. And so the heart becomes the focus of what God wants to change. Jeremiah talks about taking a heart of stone and making it in a heart of flesh. And God wants that fleshly heart, that heart that is pliable. A heart of stone is cold, it's dead. But a fleshly heart, it's pumping, it's beating, it's active. And that's what God wants. And he can do that. He can take our dead, hard, stone-cold heart. And when we hand it over to him, he can make it active and uh, alive. And, And he loves it when we hand that over to him. But it's not, remember... The passage says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, not just some of your heart. And that's the challenge. How many of us here are are believers and, and we've trusted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and yet we find ourselves not really always walking with him? I was going to stand up here this morning and say, I don't deserve to be speaking here this morning because I don't always love the Lord my God with all my heart. And yet that's what God desires. And he desires that of you. So love the Lord your God with all your heart. Secondly, love the Lord your God with all your soul. Along with our hearts... We are called to love God with our soul, all our soul. In the first five books or in the Pentateuch of the Old Testament, the soul refers to one's whole being as a living person. It includes the heart, but it's so much more. And the command starts... ...with a call to love God from within... ...and then it moves one step larger... ...saying that everything about us... ...as a person... ...is to declare Yahweh... ...as Lord... ...that God needs to be Lord... ...so we are to love God... ...with our passions... ...our hungers... ...our perceptions and our thoughts... ...but we are also to love him... ...with how we talk... ...what we do with our hands... How we utilize our talents and how we react to challenges. Our entire being is to display that we love God. I could pause there and ask the question how are we doing on that? When that challenge comes, do people see God through the challenge? How do we react to that challenge? What comes out of our mouth? How are we using our talents? It needs to, if we are living by this great commandment, it needs to, all of those things need to reflect our love for God. Our entire being is to display that we love God. I'll let you think on that for a moment. The third part of this great commandment was loving with all our might. The word translated might or strength in Deuteronomy 6, the original uh, passage from which this lawyer quoted and from which Jesus has quoted, uh, refers to um, or usually function as as the verb very. Okay? Now you say, how do you get might with very? Just bear with me. Okay? Uh, the noun version, okay, that was the adverb. The noun version, um, I just got to see here. Yeah, the noun version, um, and only occurs in Deuteronomy and only one other place, which itself uh, is uh, just an echo of our passage. And I find this interesting. In 2 Kings 23-25, King Josiah, who knows who King Josiah was? Anybody? Okay. 12 years old, he was... uh, 8 years old, sorry. At 8 years old, he was asked to be king. Can you imagine? How many uh, eight, ten year olds have we got here? How many of them would you like to be king? <laughs> right, okay. Uh, but in 2 uh, in Kings 23 25, we are told that King Josiah turned to Yahweh with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might. The only only king that's ever said that of in the Old Testament young kid turned his heart his soul and his mind everything to God and if you read the story of King Josiah he turned the nation of Israel around oh he had issues (laughs) but I find it interesting that the scriptures make this point about him. He turned to Yahweh, no other king before or after, it says. Did like Josiah. So it tells me that it's not easy. It's not easy turning our life over to God. Back to the definition the word translated might and strength. So if, if the word usually means very, what would it mean to love the Lord with all our variness? That's maybe a strange word. Well, the Greek translates variness as power. The Aramaic translation is Wealth. So if you put it all together, what it's saying is that we are to love the Lord our God with the very power and wealth that he's given us. with Everything. That means that it's not only our physical muscle what we can do, with our hands and and so on, but but with everything that we have available to us has to honor God. That includes our spouse, our children, our home, even our pets, maybe our wardrobe, how we dress, the tools that we use, do we use them for God's glory? We say our cell phones and our movies that we watch and the music we listen to. Everything. Our time, even our crops. Whatever, our whatever. Fill in the blank. That's what when, it, the, when Moses was saying... Love the Lord your God with all your might. Okay? So we started with our heart. That's within. Our soul is everything else about us, including our heart. But now this is just everything. And that's what God calls us to do. To love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. so how are we doing where would you be on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, of loving the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength I know if you ask me depending on the day (laughs) depending on the circumstance the issue uh, I'm not consistent I'm human But apart from God, we can't do it. It's impossible for us to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, in and of ourselves. And that's why we come to Jesus. That's why we come and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and to do the work for us. Because only when the Holy Spirit is within us and within you can you truly know what it means to love the Lord your God? We need wholehearted, life encompassing allegiance to God. It needs to be community impacting, exclusive commitment. And this God that we want to do that to he is our God not just the God of Moses, not just the God of the Old Testament and Jesus who came in the New Testament for three years served in, and so on, no he's our God too and he doesn't change, Danny said earlier this, in the service that he is eternal life uh, Begins and ends with him. And there is no ending because he is eternal. And this young ruler or this young lawyer says, What must I do to inherit eternal life? I, I look at that and I say, What must I do to inherit God's life? God's the only one that's eternal. And in the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's God's life. The gift of God is God's life in me. And this young ruler is asking Jesus, what must I do to inherit God's life in me? God's favor on my life. And he answers his own question by saying... To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. I want to close by reading something that uh, our assistant director, Chelsea, had, uh, had read to our staff um, on this theme. This is just an excerpt, but I thought uh, what a great way to close and have some, some thoughts for you to ponder. So what does it look like to love God? Here are some thoughts I've had. This is her speaking. To love God with all your heart, that is our passions, desires, and love. To love God with all your soul, that's with our being, our identity, our worship. To love God with all your strength, that's your time, your energy, and your talents. And to love God with all your mind, That's your thoughts, your focus, your dreams. So let's do an evaluation of ourselves. What are your passions, desires? What do you love? Who are you? What is your identity? What do you worship? How do you worship? Where do you spend your time? What do you use your energy for? Where are you using your talents? What kinds of thoughts do you have throughout the day when you meet people, when you're at work, when you're at home? What do you focus on each day? What do you dream about? Those are hard questions. And if you feel like you know the answers to them already, I challenge you to take those questions and spend time with God. Ask him what he sees in your heart, what he sees in your soul, your strength, and your mind. As Christians, not just camp staff, we are called to love God and to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind. If you put God first and love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, you can be sure that God will be praised and you will be changed. She did that at our staff training. And I can honestly say that that penetrated And I trust that it penetrates you and challenges you to say, I want to love God. And not just love him, but love him with everything I've got. My heart, my soul, my strength, and my mind. Let's pray. Father God, that's a hard task you've called us to do. To love you with everything. That we've got, that everything that we are. And yet, Father, it is something that you desire. And I trust that it becomes a desire of ours to love you wholeheartedly, without reservation. And Father, in doing so, it'll change our attitude towards people, towards serving the world. Towards what you are doing in our lives. Because, Father, we will see that you are a loving Heavenly Father. You care deeply for us. And, Father, may we just have that burden, that passion, that desire to love you with everything that we've got. In Jesus' name. Amen.